certain condition called self-centeredness. Whereas it's looking at everything as how it pertains to it. Yeah. So this it, this this action figure, this location, this mental physical hybrid becomes the alpha and the omega and the reference point. Yeah. And then from from here, a lot of meaning is distributed to everything you meet, all your relationships and stuff like that. And then fear is distributed to something where it's in recovery. We say it's it's the sense of false evidence appearing real. Fear. It's a nice acronym, right? So there's false evidence. So the mind is not seeing clearly, and it's and it's uh, it's presenting, let's say, a very false scenario or a distorted view. Yes. And so the false evidence now starts to appear real. To who? Or to what? How could false evidence, it's stating in the acronym that it doesn't have the ability to really be real, but it can appear to be real. Yeah. So false evidence appears real. What's giving it the meaning of reality at that moment? What could lend reality to it? Exactly. No, through the action figure. The action, that's the sense of being the action figure, that you're doing it, but it happens through the action figure. Yeah? So, this, so the meaning, for, so, so something appears to be real, but it needs a you to appear to be real too. Yeah? It just doesn't appear to be real. It has, someone has to see it as that. Yeah, and what? So here it is. False evidence appears to be real, but it's appearing to be real to a who or to a what, right? The who would be the action figure. That's the identification as that, and the what is mind. Yeah. So it's a so something's appearing to be real to what? It's appearing to be real to what is real. Yeah. How could it get a sense of being so real unless it was lent by what is real? Yeah. Where else was? Where is it going to get it? So when something feels so damn real to you, yeah, that you is the distribution point of reality or of meaning being given from mind to that through the identification with this. Yeah. Now, if the identification with this was sort of weakened, this meaning wouldn't be given to it and you would see false evidence as false evidence. Yeah. It would be the same event, but a little bit of a difference would occur. And that would be, you wouldn't fall for it, or there wouldn't be the one who fell for it. You would see, yeah? You would see false evidence as false evidence. The same thing like with time. Today is Sunday, right? Sunday. So, I bet you, if your date, if your Sunday is ruined, it's never by Sunday. It's by last Saturday and, you know, 2015. Yeah? Right now, everything's cool. But we're not in right now most of the time. We're in a, a, a bastardization of here called a mental here. And the mental here is chock full of there and then. Yeah? It's chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. So... Most people who want to get out of themselves or get out of here want to get out of a mental here. Yeah. The whole funny thing is they've taken it to be here, so they're trying to get out of the solution to the mental here, which is what's actually here. 
So, in this, so here, meaning is given to everything. Yeah? Everything is latently possible. So let's say in recovery they talk about relief from the bondage of self. So at 10 o'clock in the morning you may be in somewhat good condition, so you're experiencing the relief from the bondage of self. But everything, all the mental and emotional states and physical states are in flux, all of them. They're always on, in flux. So by 11.05 you're now up the ass of self. Yeah. So you had the relief from the bondage of self, and now you're bonded to self, only to have the hope that I can get free from this, the bondage of self, only to be bonded to that idea of being free from the bondage of self. So on and so forth. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Nothing stabilizes, because you're trying to build a house on, sh- on shaky ground. You want your mental states to sort of become... Uh, have an equilibrium. You want your emotional states to have an equilibrium. Yes? But they don't, they're not based on that. They're based on a dualistic construct. You feel good, you don't feel good. You have a sense that you were connected to the truth yesterday, now you have a sense you're disconnected to the truth. Yeah? There's no way, it's like a seesaw that's always going to go like this, but you've got to realize the axis of the seesaw is your identification as a self. Yeah? That's why when there's this seeming event of being disconnected, it's you that's having it. And when there's a seeming event of being connected, it's you that's having it. And if it's you that's having the sense of being connected, it's also going to produce the you's going to have the sense of being disconnected. The freedom is not from connection, disconnection, not from fear or or non-fear. It's from the one who has the fear. Yeah? Because that's what's giving all the meaning to what seems to be provoking the fear. It's not out here that's provoking the fear. It's a projection of mind. Not a perception. Like the Course in Miracles says. It's projection, not perception. Right now we're perceiving things as being real and solid, and you're screwing with me. That's the perception. But the projection is, mind is giving meaning to him, and giving him the ability to screw with me as this. It can't screw with me as mind, the big M. But it definitely can screw with me as an action figure. It can get in my way. It can keep me from getting what I want. You have to just see it. See how there is no bondage to a self. There is no self to be bonded to. That's why in AA, knowing it or not, they said it beautifully. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. It's totally different. Two would be sort of like, I'm bonded to this chair. Okay? So something would facilitate that bonding. Okay? A pair of handcuffs. So they handcuffed me to the chair, and now I'd be in the state of being bound to this chair. So if I plan to go anywhere, I'd have to include the chair with me. Because I mean, wherever I'm going, the chair is going with me. Yeah? And so maybe we want to find the right locksmith, and then we get freed from the bondage to the chair. But this is much different. There is no chair. There is no self to be bonded to. It's a, an idea that's constantly being reinforced. Yeah? It's constantly being implied. Look at the language. It's so simple to see. I, I, wasn't, I hadn't been in uh, back east for a while. I used this last time I was here. And people noticed my hair got longer. So they're going, hey, you've grown your hair. I'm, oh, yes, I'm really growing my hair. But in fact, no, I'm not growing my hair. I'm just not cutting my hair. Yeah? 
I have nothing to do with the hair growing. I'm not taking growing lessons. I'm not going, you know, hey, I gotta get, I gotta leave the meeting early. I gotta go home to grow my hair. I'm not joining a club to grow my hair. And then, oh, your hair's growing, really? Yeah, look at mine. This is the same, it's the same idiocy with spirituality, really. It truly is. You may not like to put it, you know, bunch it up because you think you're special, or I think I'm special, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah? You're trying to grow something you can't grow. Yeah? But the language implies that you have something to do with something you don't have anything to do with. A lot. Yeah? It's constantly, if you're listening to it up there, it's constantly assuming, implying, inferring that there's a someone. Yeah? So when the, an action occurs through this, there's the feeling, I'm the actor. Doesn't it? When there's a thought notice... There's the feeling, I the, must be the thinker of that thought. Yeah. I never saw it coming, I don't see it leaving, but I'm the one who did it. <laughs> a feeling comes through, I'm the feeler. Yeah. Instead of I'm the feeler or I'm the one that did it, it's more like it's my child, and I'm stuck with it. So uh, ah, yes, it's child. yours, exactly, I'm it's the my. To the stunt double. Ah, uh, yes. Me. But it ain't going nowhere. Oh, uh, see, but there's no, the sense of you being stuck. <coughs> Again, let me, uh, let's, uh, if you because can hold I'm, on. I've already got the part that I'm not it. You can I hold on. Can you hold on to after the talk? Glimpse. Yeah, so then we'll have the question and answers. I should have announced it. Oh, I don't I care. I walked in, you were just talking. Yeah, I don't care you if you agree or disagree, but if you can do it silently for a while. Because what this happens <laughs> is a souffle gets cooked, yeah? <laughs> and energy is going to sort of facilitate here, and hopefully make a big impression on you, yeah? <laughs> so you don't want to open the oven door until it's done, yeah? And I sometimes, it's not nothing to do with you. This is just the way I've seen it work for, for myself and others. So, where was I again? See, look at that. You're, all, <laughs> you're intently following what I have to say. you're not this person that's... <laughs> You're not, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, see. So here's a feeling, but it's not held as a feeling. It's held as my feeling, yeah? It's held as my child, yeah? If you look at a, a, a park and there's 30 kids playing and one of them's yours, where's your attention and interest going to go to? Your child, yeah? The my is the facilitating mechanism. The mental process is offering us an idea that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And it not just offers that up, it has a system of thought yeah, that's constantly going on, inferring that, and this, insinuating that, implying that, assuming it. Yeah. So every time there's a feeling, there's a sense of I'm the feeler. When you were a baby, or when babyhood was going on, that wasn't going on. Yeah? When you were young, you didn't have a sense of self. You didn't. You were just, what was going on? You didn't see anything as an other, and this and that. They have all this damn research. You know, it says it usually starts around 18 months where the sense of self starts getting developed. How does it get developed? How can something that isn't so feel like it's so now? How can something that isn't so, this is, the, this is the hypothesis, if you want to call it that, I'm offering, there is no self, there's selfing, which is a mental process, 
The selfing implies that there's someone. It infers, assumes that there's someone. But the only way that can see, that can become seemingly real to you is if you believe it, is if the mind believes it. All this, all the thinking, all the feelings are being used to facilitate a pointing to the feeler and the thinker. Yeah? They cannot produce the feeler and the thinker, but they just keep pointing at it. And the mind's made the leap. The mind now assumes that it's the one who's doing it. I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler. And that assumption is producing the sense of self. Yeah? The self has no nuclear reactor, produce its own presence. It doesn't. It's a fabrication. So how does it happen? Well, this is how I saw it happen and continue to happen. What happens is there's thoughts about you. See, the thought system holds you as a body. <coughs> so when you're thought about, you're thought about as a body. So to, for you to picture yourself five years ago, the only way you could picture yourself five years ago is in, as a body. Yeah? You know, I was in Zurich five years ago and I wasn't feeling well. And there'd be a big story around that. Yeah? And so your thoughts start coagulating around that idea. And what happens is, if you have the hook that you believe it's about you, your interest and attention will go there. The thoughts don't matter, really. It's the interest and attention to the thoughts that enliven it. Yeah. So here it goes. So now you're thinking about, oh, what was I doing four years ago? And oh, I had a terrible relationship and like this. Now, no one else would be able to pull your attention that far into time. Yeah. If it was about someone else, you'd be bored stiff. But because it's about you, you're totally willing to take that trip all day. Yeah. Back, this, there, this, there, blah, blah, all freaking day. Yeah. Why? Because it's about me. It's the me that's, that's the juice. It's not the thoughts. The thoughts are being used to facilitate the bondage. They do not, they have no ability to bond you. What allows them to bind you or be used to bind you is the my. You believe you're the thinker of the thought. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the power. There's no power in thought other than where it's coming from, which is what we are, the mind. Yeah? So, okay. So I'm thinking about me in the past. Yes, you would call it remembering. Where do where is the feeling of that remembrance occur? Does it does it occur four years ago, or do you feel it now? No. Now, that's called the remembrance of self. Same thing in the future. You're thinking about you. Where no, you wouldn't go there for anyone else, basically. But because it's about you, I'm going to have cancer. I know it two years from now. We're being destitute. And it's not even destitute of cancer. What it means to you to have cancer and be destitute. It's not the destitution and cancer. What scares you is the meaning your mind's giving it. So there it is. You're thinking about yourself in the future. All right. When do, how do you feel that? Where do you feel what you're thinking about now? Yeah can't do it anywhere else. You can't feel it in the future. It's not happening. Nor can you feel what you were thinking about in the past. It's not happening. But the, the mental process remembers you then, and it feels that now. Remembers you then in the future, and it feels it now. That's called the remembrance of self. That's why a great Zen master, I believe, said, hey, the whole idea of Buddhism is to study the self. And the study of the self is to forget the self. Why would forgetting be such an antidote? Because the, the production is remembering. Remembering. We're in the habit now that every thought that's seen or heard, is it just triggers the feeling of being the thinker. 
Yeah? And through the thinker, that's where the meaning gets distributed into the thoughts. Yeah? Through the feeler, that's where all the meaning the feelings have are coming from. It's the projection from the feeler into the thoughts, and then you perceive it as if you have no, oh, I have nothing to do with this. But in fact, you're all there is that's happening, having to, to do with it. So what would happen? What's the point of all this information? Well, for me, if you see it, sooner or later, you're going to lose interest in the idea of being the seer, and you'll be emphasizing the seeing, and that's your original face. It's not of a body, it's not of a thing, it's not a historical action figure. I don't know what the hell it is, but I damn well know that it reveals what I'm not all freaking day. Yeah. Its own nature reveals the false nature of everything else that's appearing. Because it's not appearing. Yeah. All reality is being lent, all seeming reality is being lent from there. It's the only reality there is. And it's not who's looking, it's what's looking. Yeah. As soon as the who looking be, becomes dominant, the what's looking is forgotten. And the who, I'm telling you, is located, you know those things that talking about the cloud and the internet? Oh, there's just tons of possibilities in this place of mind. Tons, yeah? If you're in bad shape, you start bringing forth some bad shit sometimes, yeah? Look at people who get loaded, get, get loaded on drugs or alcohol. It's as if they're possessed because they are possessed. A certain deep mental groove or a mental wind takes them over and just uses this opportunity as transportation to express itself. Hurts people, produces drama, gets this, does that, produces tons of anxiety, and you you get left to, with the bag. It never goes to fucking prison. <laughs> the same voice that was telling you it was a great idea to shoot drugs is the same voice that's critiquing your program now. It's like a minor speed bump. It just changed from leather to like maybe a nice pair of jeans. So it just fucking changed from a robe to something else. But the selfing is still going on. The whole movement of selfing is the claim. That's what it does. Yeah. It doesn't have a life, so it claims the one that's available through you. It claims it. Yeah. How does it claim it? Well, very simple. Check it out. Conscious contact is the basis of living. Yes. It's the one that now it now says it's the one who's conscious. And as soon as it's the one who's conscious, it can entertain the impossibility that you can be unconscious. And if you look at the dreaming, you seem to be dreaming you're more unconscious than you are conscious most of the freaking time here. Yeah. But what would happen if you realize all there is is consciousness? You would see there's no degree. It's, these are just freaking appearances. The, the spiritual condition doesn't need it to be added on to. It's thriving right at this very moment underneath our mental noses. So the selfing claims. So conscious contact, like Lord Buddha said, when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you feel, feel, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch. Beautiful, beautiful, clear, succinct statement. But how does it feel with you when seeing occurs? What, what, what happens? Suddenly, there's the seer and seen. Suddenly, there's the hearer and heard. Summonly, there's the taster and what was tasted, yes? And where does the emphasis go? I, I would imagine it doesn't pay much attention to the seeing, the hearing, the feeling. It stops paying a lot of attention to the seer and what's been seen. 
to the hearer and what's been heard, to the thinker and what's been thought. Yeah. You don't see it as a heist. <laughs> the conscious contact is sort of now replaced with a story that you're the one who's doing everything. Yeah. Now, what happened with me was I heard these invitations at these meetings. I think they were nicer people giving them at the time. <laughs> you know, they had the loving gaze. So I'm not into the loving gaze, you know. It's not into that. It's like... This is a simple invitation. That's all it is. It's just an invitation. This is always going to be an introductory offer because you are the product. You don't need to get anything. It's best if you came in here with, if you get nothing from this event, because then Sunday you'll be left with nothing for so long, it will become everything. Yeah. But as long as you want to keep on getting something and something and something, inevitably it's all going to add up to nothing. So not, why not start at nothing? Seriously. It's the lightest way to go. You don't need a special pocket to put the solution in. Because when the solution starts dawning on you, one of its revelations is there is no problem. There is no problem. There's a seemingly a problem. And it has a lot of degrees of reality based on how much you believe it. But in fact, there is no problem. So from the solution's point of view... Yeah. From the problem point of view, there's a need of a solution here, definitely. But from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. There goes the solution. You don't even have to hold on and be vigilant about the solution. And it goes too. And now you're just in a field of free-range alcoholism. You're free-range. Your mind is open. And when the mind opens, it's like this. This is how it's seen with me. There's the aperture that starts opening. Because your mind right now is locked in self-centeredness, yeah? We're not seeing life as happening usually. We're seeing how life's happening to us. This is a contrived interpretation. It's not true. This is not really what's going on. It just seems to be going on to you. <laughs> so here's the aperture. And so something starts happening. Maybe you did something, you heard something. And then your mind opens up. And so you're starting to feel better and bigger. And it's really, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm so fucking clear now. And I really feel sorry for the other ones who aren't clear. And then, you know, and then you get to a point, oh, I have no ego, but everyone else's ego is bothering me and all this. And this is really sick. But it doesn't go like this. It goes like this. But when it's going, it goes like this. And then what you are looking from is now seen. This is safe to what you're looking from what you're looking from. But when the aperture moves, like Ramana Maharshi says, hey, your head's in the tiger's mouth, it's a done deal. Oops! Because <laughs> now you've seen where you thought you were looking from. You've seen it. The mind has seen it. It's been revealed you're not this. Yeah? There's no going back after that. That's a done deal. Yeah? Now, you realize this was telling a story that it was behind the camera, but it has never been behind the camera, never will be behind the camera. It is content. It is in front of the camera. What's looking is not this who that's looking for. Yeah. So what happens? Well... This is how it seemed to me. That state of mind in Zen that they hold so dearly, which is I don't know, becomes your working mechanism now. Yeah. So in the state of I don't know, because you don't know what the hell is going on here, 
what happens is you're relegated to finding out, and that's the only way you can know, quote-unquote, yourself is by finding out. You cannot know yourself as an object to your false subject. You cannot know the truth. You cannot know any of this shit, yeah? But you can find out because you are the truth. You are the light. You are the way. And so now you're relegated to, I can't get this far out. That's damn good news, you know? You can make it into what you think fits your little paradigm, but it's still going to be vibrating nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But that nothing will be the gift that keeps on giving. If you saw, if there's just a possibility of grace, whatever occurs, and the calibration of mind just moves an imaginary, like, inch, then what seems so confusing and, and provokes so much struggle will be chilled out. Chilled out. You'll be very clear. Red will be red and blue will be blue. You won't be confused anymore. Yeah, you'll have an immunity to what's not happening because you'll have a deep, deep, deep sense it's not happening. Yeah, so time won't, will not be the lord over you anymore. Yeah, you won't be in that form of slavery. And if peace crowns you that day, you'll be there to enjoy it because you won't be thinking or you won't be putting value in any thought that says, "Well, well, will I be peaceful tomorrow?" You won't give a shit about tomorrow. Yeah. And this will happen with no thought or effort on your part. You'll find out. You'll find out in time, over time, but not from time. It will download and you'll realize, hey, I'm traveling a whole lot lighter than I've ever done on a, stable, on a stabilized level. That's like Jesus says, you'll know the tree by its fruits. A good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. You'll never know the tree, but you'll know it by its fruits. Yeah. So when this start, when that mind starts expressing through this possibility, you'll intimate what the fuck you are, and you realize the booby prize is thinking you know it because the whole it takes out all it neuters life completely. The whole point is that is a living scripture. It's not finally putting the, the authentic, infinite period to the last sentence. There is no last sentence. As long as there's livingness and expression, that spirit is going to be expressing itself through this event. And it's going to be the living scripture. And then, then ideas and modalities you thought about, you'll have the, the essence of them like an unspoken yes in your gut. You'll be inherently free from the constraints of a mental interpretation. Because you are free from it, inherently. Yeah. What's not to like? <laughs> I mean, I haven't been gypped at all for years now. I've been in every fucking moment I've ever been in. Yeah. Every Sunday, I'm, ch I'm just chock full of Sunday today. Yeah. I'm not getting ripped off by thinking of next Friday or Monday. No fucking way. I was I've been take I was in that slavery seemingly for many years. My mind was like a, a marathon runner put into a freaking closet. You know, running and running and running. And then what happened is they changed the scenery in the closet to keep it fooled. Oh yes, I'm getting ahead. I'm progressing. Oh, on and on and on and on. Together the door just flung wide open. Yeah. Jeez. Like, look at the event of a hamster cage. The hamster's probably in it if it had self-centered bitching about the freaking cage. But what happens when he gets out of the cage? It's not motorized. The 
page isn't motorized, is it? And then he can't even put a two and two together. Oh, I can't believe it. I got out and it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But your part is a very huge one here. <laughs> this isn't like a passive spiritual victimhood. This is very empowering. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Things happen. So my girlfriend got a call from a friend of hers and her her 24-year-old son killed himself. That seems to have happened. That's the happening. But I'll tell you, the mental process will claim it and add so much weight to that fucking thing. And then sometimes it will use that as, as an altar to time for the next 30 years of that person's life. There'll be all their excuses about what's happening now we based on that. If my son wouldn't have done... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mental process will claim whatever it comes in contact with and use it for its own ends, which is to, it, to produce a cherishing of this idea of being the someone. The someone who lost their son. Yeah. It doesn't minimize any events, but what it does, it claims it and then it extends it into time. Yeah, your interest and attention, which is right here, right now, willing and able to enrich your experience, will be stretched out like Turkish taffy into time. And you'll be so interested in what you were like and so interested in how you're going to be like, you can't have any interest in how you are right now. I try to say it in terms like it's a haste or a slavery because to me that's what it is. If the feel, if there's a feeling of being the thinker, where you're standing, where you're starting your life is at square three of the game board. Yeah. Squares zero and one and two have been denied by you being the supreme three. Yeah. And now you want to. What happens is, let's say something occurs and the mind opens up and you're at square three. And then there's a sense of being at square zero. And then maybe square 23, something happens and you open up and the sense is you're at square zero. Maybe square 54 and the same sense is a square zero. There's only square zero. All the other squares appear and they're appearing to square zero to be real. How else could they have so much meaning and so much effect? on seemingly you here, unless they were being given the power to affect. The Course in Miracles says it so beautifully, you and I are the dreamer of this dream. Yeah. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. We forgot that we're, or let's say we're in the forgetting that we're the dreamer of this dream. And how are we in the forgetting that we're the dreamer of this dream? By remembering ourselves as a dreamt object. If you want to know how, that's how it's happening. How can we, as the dreamer of the dream, forget that we're the dreamer of it? Because we're remembering ourselves as a dreamt object. That's how we can forget that we're the dreamer of the dream. So, for the dreamt object to start saying, like a a mantra, I'm the dreamer of the dream, is baloney. Just question the dreamt object. If you're not that, what you'll find out is you're the dreamer of the dream. All these statements you heard at meetings and read in books will be given flesh and blood by your own realization. You'll find out what it means for you. Yeah. 
and it will be tactile, and it won't be blown over by circumstances and situations. You'll outshine circumstances and situations. Because you are that light that's lending itself to all these circumstances and situations. What's causing something that seems so real could only be reality. Where else is it going to get a sense of reality from? Where's it going to shop? You think it's the headquarters of realities in like Des Moines, Iowa? Or, or Omaha, Nebraska? No, right here. Now. What's looking? Why do you hear those statements? The open, there's the gateless gate. What do you think they're trying to say? These, these quote-unquote spiritual uh, helpers in the past, they're trying to save us time. The gateless gate. If there is no gate, there, uh, if there's no gate, there's no, it's not a gate. And therefore, there can't be a toll booth operator to force you to pay to get through the gate, to get to a special place that you don't believe you're at. Or they say the open secret. How can a secret be a secret if it's open? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's an open secret. It's right here, right now. With no, re- no need to... <laughs> doesn't take any time. Every process to get ready. I have never prepared for any talk that's ever happened. And that's why I keep showing up, because I don't show up. Yeah, That's the only way I have a a thousand percent, a hundred percent attendance rate, because it was never me that showed up. Yeah, I don't care how I felt five minutes before I come in here. That has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with, oh, I've had a bad day. It's not going to affect this at all. This isn't about days and feelings. This is about an invitation, a possibility. That the mind is very, very, very acquainted with already. It's just busily remembering that it's not that. So it says, all right, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming it, and so we just shared maybe how that's facilitated. How the forgetfulness is facilitated is by remembering something you're not. You're remembering this as being you. You can't be this. You can remember it as being you. You can remember it. It was me. This is the logic. I was there. I will be there. Therefore, I am here. That's what it's doing. It can't... It doesn't have any proof of its existence here because there isn't any. It uses time... To emphasize, I was existing, and definitely in the future, I will be existing. Therefore, and then it lends that to, I am existing now. But it's not so. It's a mental apparition, and it wasn't even appearing in your mind when you were a kid, when you seemingly was a baby. It had to be developed. Yeah? And now interest and attention got wedded to it, and now we're enslaved by it. We're enslaved by a story that after a while gets so freaking boring, but you can't pull yourself away from the screen because it's about you. So we can see it. This is all this information is about. It's like the study of the self. Yeah? To forget it. Hmm. If you study the self, just like I was with this 
I ran into a woman who I did a thing with years ago. The Enneagram, you ever hear of the Enneagram? Yeah, yeah, some of us have. Enneagram is like a, a Sufi uh, way of describing all the basic personalities that can appear in all these different action figures, yeah? So they came up with basically nine basic personalities. And they added like two subdivisions, like you'd have some a weird proclivity to, let's say, occult sex or something. So that would be, and then so they gave you different numbers. So you had nine basic numbers, but they totaled 27. So here's all these spiritual seekers. We, they go to this, we go to this retreat to find out this information. And so what happens is the people find out that there are seven, yeah? Or there are five. And so what occurs is, they, they start now, after the meeting or after break, and, oh, you are five, I knew it, with a subdivision eight sexually. We're meant to be together. All this. And the whole point of the information was, you're not that. Yeah? It's describing, it's sort of like someone coming in and saying, hey, uh, someone coming in and describing the way you drive, you know, in your life, and talks about how you turn and how you brake, and you go, wow, that's seems like the way I drive, and it's like a Ford management person. It's, he's describing how all Fords drive. See, the whole point isn't to become a more special Ford, but to realize you're not a Ford. That's the, that's the value of the information. Not to be acquired and claimed by the selfing, but to reveal you're maybe not the self. Yeah. But that's what happens. The selfing claims it, makes it into something, and then you've just got this huge spiritual mantle that you put shit up on. You know, if you could have pictures of your epiphanies, you'd have them. Like you know, like you captured some tiger in the woods and killed it. Look at this one I had. This epiphany, 1997. I was in a very, very depressed state, and look at the day opened up, dawned on me, and I was revealed that I'm all there is. And now I'm concerned about the port. You know, the newspaper boy missed my porch with the paper. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> It's quicker and easier. It's simpler. Yeah? You'll know it by its fruits. If wonder and awe return to your life and become frequent experiences, you're on to something. When you have an immunity to the thought system and it's not how, you're nav- the, how the day's being navigated, you're not going to its destinations anymore, you don't believe you're leaving from its port, yeah? then it's working. Yeah? Just allow the mind to entertain. All you need is the possibility. The mind does the rest. It will bring it to life in this expression. Yeah? Recognize the aspect, this mental process, which isn't mind, it's a mental process. Yeah? It's a bastardization of mind where an aspect of mind is moving through a brain and it gets mentalized. That mental process is going to attempt to claim, which it already seems to have been successful, your seeming life and every fucking thing else. Yeah? So when you recognize it and see it, that that's all, that's just what it does. Just like a snake, no matter how nice you treated it and you gave it a lot of milk and you put a little, very light, little thin jacket on it or whatever. <laughs> Sooner or later, it's going to bite you anyway. Yeah? Because it's a snake. Yeah? This thing, people who have alcoholism suffering under that tyranny, they know very well it's parasitical. It's like a possession. Yeah? And when I went to meetings, when I first went to recovery meetings, and I was, I was in a thick shell of terminal uniqueness. I truly, truly believed that no one thought like I did, no one felt like I did, no one had done the heinous things in life that I did. 
because no one can, you know, it was unbelievable. I was so up the ass of self, seemingly. <laughs> I was going to need a really expert proctologist to pull me out, because I was way up there. So I was listening to people share at these meetings, and I would, and what they people do at recovery meetings, they share their thoughts, their feelings, and their reactions in life and stuff. And after a while, you know, after a month or two, I could could, could only come to two conclusions, and that that were. How did they get my thoughts? <laughs> How did that guy get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. Yeah? They're not my thoughts. They weren't my feelings. And they're not my reactions. I was taken over by a parasite, this possibility. I wasn't taken over. Just the possibility was taken over by a parasite. And I lived under that tyranny for years. And when I reckon, when I go into a meeting, I don't identify with who you are. I identify with what's taking you over because the same parasite took me over. And I know what it's like to live under there. And we all have the same type of humor living under that oppression. Yeah. That is just an aspect of the real... the. Not the real, there is no real, but the, the first addiction is the mind, the mental condition's addiction to being a self. That's the real, that's the real disease, yeah? It will claim to be, it will claim to have alcoholism. Yeah? Just like people, this guy came to me today, oh, I'm watching these great videos, and I finally heard a, someone share about the difference between self and uh, ego. I said, I've been doing it for fucking years. Oh, oh, he want, he'd rather pay hundreds of dollars to get some internet freaking thing where this, everything is so fucking sterilized, you know, and you can be safe there. I'm getting it. I know, I know. The sense of self claims to have an ego. That's what it does. It claims everything else. So when there's a mental, like, uh, construction going on, and it's been given a name in, in fucking mental health, an ego, now it's just claimed that just like it claims everything else. But the ego, you have to have the feeling. What is it that feels like they have an ego? That's the sense of self. That's what's not true. That's what to be looked at. Yeah? If this drops, there's no, nothing else can stand. This is the flaw. This is what's allowing this to continue. This is, this is the, the first knot. If you get relief at this knot, the relief goes through all the other knots. Work hard, hard as hell to get relief from the other knots, and they always knot up again. But this one, if it gets relief, it demonstrates the tree will produce its fruits. You will travel on a stabilized level of lighter here. Yeah. And what more do you want than that? And someone said to me, oh, well, why don't, when are you going to tell them there is no one to travel lighter? That's the problem with everyone, telling them you're not this and not that. Find out is better. Yeah? Entertain the possibility. And when you entertain the possibility, the fruit of that will express itself and you'll be traveling lighter. Yeah? Not as a you, obviously. What's producing the traveling lighter is an absence of that. Yeah? Why? This is what I don't like. Oh, you're the, you're that. You're the all-encompassing one. But how you're hearing it and receiving it as what you're not. Yeah. you It doesn't matter the description how sublime it is. What's hearing it is the most important thing. This the description is going to be given a meaning by what's hearing it. Yeah. 
So let's say it's like I use always used to use the thing of the sheep and the lion. Yeah. So let's say sheep. Uh, they start reading books about lions, and they start thinking, "Man, I really and they, I really like to have the qualities of a lion and stuff like that." And they so they a couple of them get together and they get like a little room like this, and they get pictures. They find old pictures of lions and they put them up. And they put candles in front of them and they, oh, this is Big Lion Joe, the first lion of all lions. And then they have roaring lessons and they all, they're barring, but they, oh, you're getting better, Sid. You sound almost like a sheep. <laughs> and now they're, they're, they're uh, straightening their hair out and this and that. And the whole point is, the best they can do is try to become like a lion, which is always going to be overrided by their sheep nature. We're saying, you're not a sheep. And then you'll find out what it's like to be a lion. But we want to know what it's like to be a lion, but as a sheep. Yeah? If you are the lion, the only way you're going to know what it's like to be like a lion is finding out. That's the difference in this form of knowledge of knowing and understanding and conceptualizing than not knowing yeah, and being totally cool with that. Because you're busily finding out which is in the most most convincing form of knowledge or or expression of knowledge I've ever run into. So the whole idea isn't like talk about the greatness of the one and the void and that. It's who's hearing it. So what happens is people hear that. Now they wanna it's now vogue to, to be a non self. So they wanna be a non self as a self. And they're just twisting themselves up in fucking knots. People call me up and they go through 20 minutes of a, of, of, of Vita speak, and all they want to do is break down and start crying. You know what I mean? But there's no one to cry. <laughs> it just goes on and on. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work studying what you are, because you'll get, it's being claimed by what you're not. Like in recovery, we say self-knowledge avails you nothing. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you get, of self, it's if it's claimed by self. Yeah. So this is, you don't need a huge amount of knowledge. All you need is an imitation and a message. We've probably run, read tons of books. How many self-help books have you ever read completely through? Yeah? How many? The stupid books about how to get into the moment. How about you can't be out of a moment? What? Oh, yeah. No matter how you're feeling right now, it has nothing to do with where you're at. What? Oh, yeah. I was so spaced out. I really wasn't there. Well, look at the surveillance cameras. You were there. Oh, no, no. I've been, so, I've been checked out of my whole life for five years. No fucking way. There is no moment without you. You are the moment. So this absurd idea that we can be out of something, we can, do, we can be out of something, is driving us to try to be in it. Which is actually, we're having the experience of being out of it. Don't you see? By making an impossibility so, we're now doing an impossible thing. That's getting the exact result, the opposite result we wanted. I wanted to get in into the moment more, but now all I have is critiques about how not in the moment I am. Yeah? <laughs> it's like peace. Look at what the head does with peace. If it claims to be the I'm the one who wants peace, peace will agitate the hell out of your mind. Yeah. Enlightenment, unbelievable. I've seen it destroy people's lives and spirituality. 
means enlightenment means the cessation of all suffering. Yet they're using the topic of enlightenment to produce tons of suffering. You don't see the heist. You don't see something's co-opted, even your most noble feelings, and it's using it for its own agenda. Enlightenment, cessation of all suffering. If the mental process entertains it, what does it do? It stirs up the agitation of mind. Stirs it up. And not and then you think, oh, it's gonna to lead to a point of thing. No. Just like this old Zen master said, you can't use activity to find stillness. That would be activity. So on you. All your little sublime tricks. I'm gonna be a I'm I'm gonna now learn that I'm a non self as a self. I'm gonna be there to experience my own absence. No, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. You get the simple, clear pointers, and then they didn't follow with 800 pages. They said, like St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for, because they already knew what mind was, and they had faith in it. Yeah. They had faith that the simplest, the most direct arrow may be a very short one. Boom. Yeah. And then let the mind itself entertain it, and see where it takes you. And I like a lot of people, you know, teachers and stuff. They serve, they, but, you know, this career choice is meant, you're meant to become obsolete. It's a really bad career choice, seriously. Really, it is bad, because you can't have intensives. I don't, we don't hold retreats. What the fuck are we going to do for 10 days? You know, this is an invitation. If you want to have a vacation and have a talk once a day, that would be fine. I'd love to do that. But let's be sort of, you know, truth in advertising. It isn't going to take you anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So this idea of... (laughs) I had this one joke I was going to run called Retreat from Paul. (laughs) What I would do is I'd present, I would send you CDs and... YouTube clips, and then you'd watch them and everything, and then I would, and then I'd have some ex-girlfriends to get up and give testimonials, which saying how great they feel without me in their lives. You know? <laughs> I feel such a presence with with Paul's absence, and so then I say, okay, if you want to experience this for two days, I promise I won't see you, run into you, call you, and then tell me how you feel on Monday, and send me fifty bucks for my absence, and then let's go. Yeah. And so they call me, oh man, I felt great this week without you in it. All right, all right, why not sign up for the year? You say, well, sir, I bet you if I put it on the internet, I would get people buying into it. They'd be signing up like crazy. Seriously. You know what I'm telling you, man. It gets insane. No, it's too, it's too, it's perfect just as it is, because it's a good pointer. That's all the whole point is, is that's it. All the times I say dog shit awareness, they're just pointing at it. The mind gives meaning to things. If the mind gives meditation a bigger meaning, a much bigger meaning, much more noble meaning than cleaning the dishes, you're in that realm. You're seemingly in that realm. Yeah. It's got to be seen as ordinary. 
so that it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. You don't have to be in any condition to open up to it. You are that which is opening up. How could something seem so real, like some people in, who come in recovery, they have an idea of the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah? And it's become a, a very important reference point. It gives them excuses for a lot of things and blame and stuff like that. And they come into AA and they just do some simple stuff, but the mind shifts enough to where suddenly they see it as the best thing that ever happened to them. Now what was it? Was it the worst thing or the best thing? Or is it neither? Yeah. Where did it get the feeling of being the worst thing? And where did it get the feeling of being the best thing? Because it didn't gen- generate the feeling of the worst thing and the best thing itself, did it? Where did he get it from? From Des Moines, Iowa? <laughs> no. It got it from us. See what, at least what's going on here. Get a sense of actually how the the modality is activated and how it generates itself and how it keeps reinforcing its activation. If you can see that one time, maybe the first time, maybe the fifth time, the emphasis will be on the seeing of it and that's your original face. Yeah? Because conscious contact is happening and there's a pause right when it's happening. That's the awareness that we are. Then there's a mental process that claims to be the one who's conscious, and then the consciousness has to be forgotten, and the awareness has to be forgotten for you to seem so real. It's a simple heist. If you see it, it it loses all of its power, because the power it seems to have to lord over over you is yours. Just like it says, if you're in a dream... And you're taking yourself to be a dreamt object, and there's a dreamt tiger there. That tiger's going to seem as real as real can be. Yeah, you can read as many books as you want of how to cohabit, cohabitate a small space with a tiger. You're still not going to sleep probably well because the tiger could just rip your throat at any time. Now, what you want to do is try to make the tiger unreal, but you don't realize that you're unreal. The tiger's getting the meaning of reality from you. Yeah. If you're not the dreamt object, then the tiger has no effect on you anymore. Yeah. If you're the dreamt object, I don't care how many books you read, it still has the potential to have a huge effect on you. Yeah. But if I'm not the dreamt object, then the dreamt tiger, does it scare me anymore? Of course not. Yeah. Simple as that. And then the Course says a beautiful thing. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. And we're going to dream ourselves out of this dream. Yeah? And as we're dreaming ourselves out of this dream, the dream is going to get happier. What a beautiful, soothing statement, I feel. One of the most compassionate statements I've ever heard. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. We're going to dream ourselves out of it. And as we're dreaming ourselves out of it, the dream will get happier. Yeah? doesn't mean what's going on, but how you travel through it. Yeah? And I have an intimate sense of it. It produces such a sense because I have been relieved to an incredible extent from the bondage of self. And it's just a a huge amount of gratitude drenched in emotion that arises because 
So now the souffle is over. Done. You open up the oven. Mm. Yes. There's a certainty in the room, isn't it? Yes. Vibrating possibilities. Yes. Now, questions? Anyone else have questions? We can pop the souffle. <laughs> those lot of satsangs one of the things when I went I didn't like how it turned into therapy very quickly sometimes with the questions yeah you know the the claiming would take its place and now everything was talked from there or back to there it's it's got neutered completely well I have a confessional because As a sheep, if a real tiger comes in the room, there's a tendency to go unconscious, to believe it's not real. So, I had that issue sometimes as a child from my wounding. We're seeing that today because the IRS, I didn't pay taxes for 20 years, and I went in their office and I thought the CPA was like on my side. But then when I got in a room and the door was closed, I he was double speaking. He was like pretending to be on my side part of the time and 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 then kind of setting me up part of the time and extracting information and then giving himself away a little bit and he was playing both kind of both sides of the thing. So then I didn't really see where he's at. So then I felt like a sheep. And I felt like I'm in a dangerous situation here. He just really is not on my side. He wants to eat me. And I I really went into my... Can I ask you something now? But how are you feeling now? I'm at the punchline. So I went into... So a childhood wounding I didn't think was there came up. Like an original... uh, Where you go unconscious. You go dumb. It's like you're being hustled and you go dumb, you go unconscious. Worst possible thing. It's like that's you become like an infant or something. It's that un, that going unconscious is probably <coughs> or semi-conscious. Then you lose your faculties, but you're still there and you're still going to be eaten. And that was that for me is a some is an issue that I've been dealing with ever since, kind of. Because you see, there's some core, something there. Yeah, but this isn't the place for that. Yeah, I don't think it is either. No, this is an invitation. But I I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Because it's up in my life, and generally spirituality doesn't deal with it. And I've had, uh, and so, so I thought, you know, like, okay, you're absolutely right. This isn't the place for it. But I wanted, it's like, this is like the, you know, the world could really test spirituality. That could be something that comes up in someone's life. Like, now it's really a test. Rather, no, I don't see it that way. Right. No. It's not the place for it. You're no. absolutely right. No. I need to go to a twelve step or something. I've never been to something like that. I need to go somewhere else for this issue. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
this is like I said, this is just an introduction. This isn't about uh, therapy or or applying the right modality to a right to the to the wound in a way. This is we're attempting to just entertain the possibilities of virgin mind before it gets so engaged in this place. Yes, because where the where the where the source of traveling lighter as an experience will come from will not be from here. It comes from mind itself. Yeah? And so, let's say you had that feeling of being this or that. And this or that is drenched with a lot of meaning. How this expresses in those situations is that you will travel lighter all throughout whatever life has in store for you. Yeah? It doesn't say it's going to change the geography of your life. It's just going to allow you to travel lighter over it. Because the meaning that would be given to something will be aborted or diminished. Yes? Because your mind will have left one calibration and will be entering or being stabilized in another. So the dream will get happier. It doesn't mean things will go your way, but you'll lose a sense of your way quite a lot. <laughs> So you'd be able to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. This is what this message is for. There's tons of modalities to get help from what you seemingly think uh, is having an effect that comes from the past. But this isn't the place for that. Yeah, That's why there's a lot of businesses, that's what they deal with completely. They deal with dealing with the seeming wounds of this place. This message doesn't deal with that at all, other than as a byproduct. Because when the mind shifts, everything else does. <laughs> because everything comes stems from mind. Yeah, everything. So that's what I talk about with the first knot. Here's your thirtieth knot. Let's say relationships, and you've really worked hard to try to get better, but it seems to be stubbornly off. What I found is if you go back to the first knot, which is the activity of the mind being addicted to self, this idea of being a special someone, yeah? If that loosens up, a thread from that knot goes through all the other knots, and you'll see, you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll get a recognition of things will really change in all aspects of your life. Not by you attending to those aspects, You'll do what is necessary and you'll know what to do when you need to do it. But by not going to that at all, but by going to the first time. Because everything is issuing from there. Yeah? When this changes, everything can't, cannot not change. Yeah? That's what happens. Yeah? So like for me, and in another way, there's a place I walk in Mill Valley where I live, behind the library. It's not a big walk, but I've walked there 800 times or more. And now it's only five minutes from my house. Now in the past, I'd have to sort of justify that I'd done something. So you take a four-hour journey through traffic to get to the woods. And then so you could, oh, I went on a hike today in a big production. I just go to the same place all the time and I see it anew. Every fucking day I go there. <laughs> it saves me a lot of gas, a lot of freaking time. I don't have to pledge on Facebook, oh, I'm going on a big hike today. I just walk there because it's five minute I drive and then I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah? Which is fine. Because I find, you know, something to do or nothing to do. Yeah. This thing is what you can't imagine what can happen. It's much better to find out. Yeah. 
So see if there's the someone who has all those wounds, or if there's a someone who thought this was God, but now it's been surprised. Because whatever seems to have arisen has been given meaning to one it's arising to. Yeah? And the one that's arising to is also arisen. But it states that it's been there forever. It's the historical figure. Yeah? So when there's a feeling that, when there's a thought, there's a feeling that you were prior to the thought. But the sense of, the sense of self is a thought. Yeah? It's wrapped in feeling, but it is a thought. But see, what we're taking ourselves to be this, this stationary thing is in flux constantly. Where physical, mental, emotional conditions are just fluxing. There is no continuum. It's a story. You are all there is, but it's not of content. You are context. You are the, the awareness of all that's arising and departing. Yeah? You have that quality. It's demonstrating itself in your own life. Follow it back to the fucking mouse hole and you'll see, find everything. Yeah. So, so how do you participate or not participate? So the, the, the notion of, of, I'm a big what if, right? What if this, what if that? You know, that, that's way out. What, what if? What if yeah, it's kind of a, a bad place to be, I think. But to just be able to appreciate now and be unhampered by... Um, all the projections and all the creation around what I'm trying to make now, and just how channelizing it is to be in that now, and how do you participate or not participate? Or well, why not entertain this idea? Yeah. And if you want repetition, there's plenty of talks, and you can see other people yeah. you like. They're all free, and see what happens. Yeah, and then maybe you'll find out how. Yeah. If I told you, this is how I know it's going to work out, I'd be lying. It's, it's just a matter of entertaining a possibility. Yeah? Someone's entertaining a possibility of calling you. Yeah? So, the whole idea is just, this is just, the message is, is offered to you. you. Like, the spiritual subpoena has been served. Yeah? Now, just, when you get the message, you've got to go to court. Go to court. See what the court of light has in store for you. So you've been going to the court of mind. You've been the sentence, and you're convicted already. There, you're just playing. You're just doing time. This is going to call you. This subpoena is bringing you court of light, and that light's always available at all times, right where you are, in the midst of what ifing. Yeah, because what you are isn't an if. <laughs> yes. Why not get to see? Like some people come to these talks, they really like to talk, and then their allegiance to time comes up. But what's going to happen on Monday? Leave Monday to its own time. Now, yeah. Why can't we? How much do you have you worked for something, and then when you get there, you can't enjoy it because that that big hand of time is pushing you in your back, moving you to the next bigger and better moment. Yeah. You don't see that as slavery. Look at your thought system. What does it value more? It values time. Your thoughts are more about the past and are concerned about the future than anything to do with now. They're using that this moment to be to to just spend tons of time and attention on the past and the future. Yeah. Just look at the thought system. See it. 
if you see it, something's going to dawn on you. It's a failed system. It's a failed system. So your life being navigated by it is going to fail on some levels. Maybe you'll all look great on the outside, but you'll be very unhappy because let's say you have a belief that it, there's never enough. And let's say you have a million dollars every month. But, uh, but the million dollars is producing an anxiety because you don't believe it's enough. You don't see? You override everything? Find peace where you sit now, and that's fucking nirvana. That's the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Try to buy all the maps to find the Garden of Eden. When you get there, it'll be like Hoboken to you. You'll make it into something. Seriously, I've seen it. I get downloads occur, and what the downloads, they don't say anything, but then they get translated by the brain into some information that can be valuable. That's what happens. Yeah? The talks, that's what occurs. That's what the event is. Information, is, it hasn't been uh, translated or put into uh, cuneiform, it hasn't put into lettering, and yet it finds expression here, and then it describes what we're not. Yeah? And it says, tells how what you're not is reinforced, how it's supported, what da 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 da, so that what you are can wake up. <laughs> not to itself, but to what it's not. It doesn't have to wake up to itself. It is awake. It has to wake up to what it's not. Yeah, and then it will find out about the awakeness in expression here. Instead of trying to know about the awakeness beforehand, and then having just tons of more conceptual weight to have to sort of dig up through or fucking like a, get a machete to cut out of that conceptual jungle. Oh, I know the void. You have no idea of the void. There's no way you have any clear understanding of the void. It's void. Yeah? It'll download and you'll find out. It'll intimate what it is and it'll be a tactile sense felt, not a thought. Not a freaking thought that cannot hold water against anything here, but a tactile sense-felt presence. Yeah. A presence. You'll be on, and there'll be an awareness of onness. And then at that point, it seems so damn stupid to try to be more on <laughs> and more aware. It really does. It seems ludicrous. Just let it go. It's, it's have faith in mind. Yeah. It doesn't need your help. <laughs> it really doesn't. All it needs, it has to get you somewhere to hear about it, and then it takes, it does the rest. You've already been served. Look at, he's ha- look at it. When I met him, he wasn't happy and, and glowing. Now he is. How much work did he freaking do? Probably not that much. Yeah. What is he doing to reinforce it? Probably nothing. Far out. Where's this vigilance needed? None at all. It's more like a relaxed awareness. Every time your head focuses, you miss out on the whole picture. You get, you see all the trees, but you miss the forest. You'll become like those Advaita Pharisees. They know the letter of the law. Don't mention I or me or whatever. But they've lost the spirit of it. This whole place is about conveying an expression. There's nothing wrong with any fucking vehicle, dualistic or not. 
It's not about that. It's about the sense of that presence finding expression here. Yeah? And then you finding that out. Having the sense of something expressing in this event. That's not of this place. It's not of time. It's not of thing. It's not of limitation. It brings a lightness to this seeming place of time and separation and limitation. That's what it does. The dream gets happier. And inevitably, you're going to dream yourself out of it. Like the Course said, if the mind intends it, nothing can stop it. It just may take longer time than another. Yeah? Have faith. Why not? We already have... Everyone in this room has tons of faith. Everyone here has that quality of mind demonstrating itself. How it finds expression here is in the vehicle it's put in. So a lot of people have a lot of faith in the thought system. And that faith is producing anxiety because they're believing that something can happen that isn't happening. They can go that far. They can, they can make an effect out of nothing. That's how powerful the mind is. Yeah? Now what would happen if that same faith was lost interest in the thought system because what's keeping the faith in place is it's about you. You're the doer of it. If that's not so, the faith, faith may find its own little nesting place and you'll be the beneficiary of it. You'll find out what faith can really produce, which is an ease and comfort in your own situation and skin right now. It won't be like a, a, like a papyrus concept idea. You'll get an intimated, sense-felt revelation. Yeah? And it will have an effect on Sunday afternoon in Sunnyvale. Not, not at the next retreat, or when this happens, or that happens, or when I get over these things. Don't put it... All that stuff is pledging allegiance to time. Yeah? Everyone says, oh, I can, at the meetings I feel so great, but Wednesday I have to be there. What is that but, oh, fuck this, oh, pledge allegiance, yes, time, time. The sense of spontaneity and wandering off. Oh yes, it's true, but time. What will it be there Wednesday? If it's not going to be there Wednesday, then it has no value. What's overriding the value of now? An imaginary idea of Wednesday. It's a fucking heist. It's not you. It's a foreign installment, just like alcoholism. It's a foreign installment. The mental process is a foreign installment. It has nothing to do with you. There is no you to have anything to do with. That's the freedom. It's not freedom from gonorrhea or herpes or hemorrhoids. That could happen. It's freedom from the bondage of self. And you may be free from the bondage of self and the body may have gonorrhea, you know, hemorrhoids. Oh, Jesus, I can't be free if I have hemorrhoids. What the fuck are you talking about? The body has nothing to do with you. You're going to put the body's restrictions onto that, onto what you really are, or a mental, the mental restrictions onto what you really are? Where's the allegiance? Where's the faith being expressed there? You're believing in the body and the mental and emotional condition to override the spiritual state. And therefore it seems to be so. It's like you can... The diagnosis is so clear, so freaking clear. You can be your own doctor. 
The self thing doesn't stop, it goes on. What happens is there's a loss of interest in it because it's not you. And un- unbelievable, untold results come from that loss of interest. You'll suddenly have the clarity of seeing something is not happening that's not happening. Yeah? You'll suddenly have an immunity to thoughts where before you had no immunity. Yeah? These things will all be byproducts of the mind just entertaining some possibilities. Yeah? That's how I heard it. And, this, and the mind ran with it, and this is what's going on. Yeah. And no one's going to, you're not going to sign up for anything here. It's not a bigger, better meeting next week. There's no secret handshake you're going to get after three months of <laughs> listening to this. This is a simple invitation. And then what's going to enliven it is you. You're the message. Yeah, see it? It's like crackling right now. <laughs> the space is so clear, it's like fucking glass. Yeah. <laughs> that's mine. That's what we are. The sense that's coming over us now wasn't produced by the walls, isn't produced by the rug, not produced by the outside wind. It's mind. Yeah? It's like a wind that doesn't blow, but it brings freshness. Yeah? It circulates, it brings circulation, but it doesn't need any movement. It's it's just an incredible effect without having to do anything. Yeah? It's a it's a pause that's electrified. Yeah? It's not coming from anywhere. You are it. Yeah, that's it, eh? Yeah. It is, it's on anyway. That you have the quality to give meaning to things, yeah? It's a simple statement in the Course in Miracles. It explains a lot of stuff. So, what would happen if you gave meaning to that, which is all there is? So here I am, I've been giving, all my life I've been transmitting, let's say, meaning to things that weren't real for them to seem to be real. Could you imagine if I put that quality onto what's real? What that would do? It's like being at the casino and finally the roulette table landed on the number you put on. You get the big bonanza, yeah? So here I am, I'm giving meaning to all this stuff that isn't seen, isn't real, can you imagine if I gave meaning to reality? With that same quality, that's called dreaming yourself out of the dream. You're using the you're using the apparatus or the modality of the dreaming, which is you giving meaning to things, to give meaning to what isn't being dreamt. Yeah? So what doesn't seem to appear will have a huge influence in your life. Yet never seen, felt, tasted, touched. Well you'll feel it, but you won't you know? Yeah. No, I'm serious. That's 